If you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, I love that tuning in, so old school. Well, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. I got my fingies poised for some upcoming events. Alanis Morissette, Pee Wee Herman, the Black Crows, Gordon Lightfoot, Diana Ross, Tool, and you know... When those prices start coming down, I'm buying those tickets in just two taps. Two taps? Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what you do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app. Create an account. Then, under the billing section, redeem code NODUNKS. That's NODUNKS. All one word for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available for the first thousand people who redeem the code. That must be running out very quickly, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. Trust me, because Father Christmas is not being very nice to me. Because you're being naughty, so you're on the naughty list. And I will do an uppercut to him. Punch him. Punch his beard off. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Thursday, December 19th, I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Yellow. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. We got the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm, Lily and last but not least, making the magic happen is J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc., you know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Keep the NBA questions and comments coming to nodunks at theathletic.com. I want to see those all Christmas week. Keep those cues coming. We'll bank them for when we return from our Christmas break. And today is the day, guys. Later this afternoon here, Thursday, December 19th, around 3 p.m. Eastern, live on Twitter, we're going to be giving away $500 each to 20 of our favorite dunkers as part of the No Dunks Dunk Contest presented by Cash App. We've been asking you all week to share your best, your craziest, your most creative dunks. We have got a lot of great entries. This suddenly became very difficult to now just yeah. pick 20. At first it was like, all right, we're, we're gonna, this will be okay. Yeah. This will be simple. Suddenly just an influx of entries and uh, we got to make some decisions and pick only 20. But thank you so much to everybody sent in your videos. I legit can't believe we're going to give away 10 Gs here mm. this afternoon. That's a, a very Merry Christmas to everyone out there, hopefully. Happy holidays. But why stop there, I say? Cash App is giving us out of nowhere another two grand to <laughs> share with our fans out there. So here's what we're going to do with that money, all right? Puns, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baby. We're going to give away $100 to 20 other people who share their favorite holiday NBA puns. Okay, so here's how this works. It's going to be very simple. We're going to ask you to post your best holiday NBA pun to Instagram or Twitter. you got to include the following hashtags. Hashtag Cash App, hashtag No Dunks Contest, and hashtag Holiday NBA Puns. Make sure you also include your Cash App cash tag so you can maybe win that money. Again, apologies. you got to be a resident of the USA. you got to be at least 18 years or older. Dems the rules. But again, why not? Another, we got the 10 G's for the 
dunk videos. Again, we will go live around 3 o'clock today and pick our 20 winners. $500 each to them. And then we got this another two grand, $100 each to another 20 funny holiday NBA puns. You're going to be making holiday NBA puns on mm. Twitter anyways. Everybody does it. Get paid for it. Make yeah. some money off this. Like, for example... Rudolph the Michael Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> right? <laughs> nice. that, that's almost a double pun. Thank you very much. He played for the Bucks. Fear the deer. Reindeer. Oh, what yeah, about... Right. My God. What about the Santa Claw? Would that work? Hell yeah, that oh, work. Can I have 100 bucks? No. Ah. You're not eligible. Hashtag cash app. Hashtag no dunks contest. And hashtag holiday NBA puns. Got to include your cash app cash tag. Again, it's going to be a lot of fun this afternoon. Thursday, December 19th, so uh, make sure you follow us, like I said, on Twitter and Instagram. All right, guys, let's get into last night's games. I think the big one, the Heat handing the 76ers their first loss at home this season. Miami has now beat the Bucks, the Raptors, and the Sixers, handing all three of those teams their first home loss on the year. The Heat are for real, and uh, an unorthodox, I guess, in the NBA. Going to a lot of zone defense in this one to, uh, to flummox the Sixers. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, Jimmy Butler was asked after the game about what it's like playing on a team, uh, you know, with really him being the only all-star, or, you know, implying that there was only one all-star on that team. And he was like, who's that? Bam Adebayo. And I agree with him. I think Bam is going to the all-star game. I thought he was fantastic last night at both ends. We know he's athletic. We know he can jump. We know he's springy. His passing is incredible for a big man. And he's so active on both ends of the floor. So I I thought he was fantastic. And the Sixers nearly somehow pulled this off at the end. uh, Miami really uh, blew a couple of little inbounds passes there late. And Philadelphia weren't able to capitalize on it. But a really important win, I think, here for Philadelphia. Because you mentioned they've beaten those other big teams. And now they sort of send a message to everyone who... There's still probably people who don't believe Miami is one of the top teams in the East. But I think uh, that win last night really does solidify them as good as... Pretty much anyway. I think Milwaukee's still a, a level above everybody else, but that second spot, I think Miami can really stake a claim to be the second-best team in the East. Sixers couldn't shoot in this stinking game because of that zone. <clears throat> Early on, that second quarter was gross uh, for them. I, I'm a little bit worried about the Christmas Day game involving the Sixers. Everybody's <laughs> talking about the Warriors game. Uh, people are going to fall asleep watching the Sixers, I think, because of their offense and how they, they struggle to shoot the three ball at times. And this Heat team, uh, pretty cool to see a team uh, just run out eight guys and say, we're going for this, baby. Um, Eric Spolstra just pulling out all the tricks, the zones, tight rotation. And, uh, you know, they got some lucky plays where the Sixers played 23 seconds of great defense because they are a great defensive team, and then bang at the end of the shot clock, bang at the end of the shot clock, hit some big shots. That being said, uh, it's uh, I don't think you can – overstate this enough a, a rookie like Kendrick Nunn ready when the Jimmy Butler Bam Adebayo situation gets doubled or mm-hmm. everybody veers there <clears throat> Kendrick Nunn this guy's this guy's awesome uh he's he's just ready to hit shots so he hit four threes <clears throat> Duncan Robinson <clears throat> three threes <clears throat> you okay <laughs> uh every Is this part of a bit yeah yeah <laughs> Jimmy Butler <clears throat> had a fish in his throat. Oh, that would hurt. Uh, anyway, uh, they're just ready. To, they're ready to shoot, and that, and that's why. Um, yeah, they're for real. I wonder if a team that's that's prepped for all their uh, their little tricks uh, in a in a tw- in a seven game series and is ready to play as hard. I think that's the the biggest thing is ready to play hard on both ends. Is will be a little bit more ready uh, for all these guys and and just you just. I mean, there's just enough, a lot of guys to cover though on that team. That being said, everybody's a shot maker, which is. Uh, which is great. Are they not 
the Heat this year somewhat similar in a way to the Raptors of last year. Uh, you said it. Every guy can hit a shot. A lot of guys that can score out there. They play great defense. You've got like Bam playing sort of like taking his game to the next level, like Siakam last year. You know, Jimmy is the very, very light version of Kawhi Leonard, I think, but a star player on both ends of the floor. There's some similarities There's to me. There's some similarities. The differences in the way that Butler and Kawhi play, I think, is huge, though, because Jimmy Butler is one of the superstars in the league who is happy to just be cutting off the ball. Yep. Like, he's gets so okay. many baskets where he is, you know, in motion just like anybody else on the Heat, and that's because Bam Adebayo makes great decisions, makes great passes, and the team has just been playing well together so far. You don't see a lot of guys who are happy. You know, Jimmy Butler, when he was playing with the Sixers, when he was playing with the Timberwolves, when he was with the Bulls at the end of his tenure there, he just wanted the ball in his hands the entire time because he, I don't know, didn't trust that he would ever get it back on a cut. But that's how it happens with the the Heat. And you're right, Tass, maybe in the playoffs a team has scouted it and says, hey, we know all about your whirling dervish sort of offense here. We'll be able to figure it out. But during the regular season, that's tough to deal with night to night if you have to guard every single guy that's out there. And, of course, Little guards have killed the Sixers for a long time. They've got a lot of size for defenders, which leaves them a little bit vulnerable to somebody who's shifty and can kind of make moves and just get a little bit free. Everyone contributing for the Heat. All season long, I would say, and especially in this game, Butler and Bam as your stars. Um, And yeah, Bam looking like an all-star. Come on, he's definitely at the all-NBA center table. He's in the discussion uh, for one of those spots. Uh, another great game, 23-9, 5 two steals, two blocks in 33 minutes for Bam. And then Kendrick Nunn, 26 points. He led the team in scoring. Duncan Robinson, timely threes. I, I loved what you saw from Tyler Hero in this game, the playmaking. The guy doesn't stop moving, um, really trying to keep the, the Sixers' defense on their toes. Derek Jones Jr. is playing his ass off, I think, defensively. Clutch three last yeah, night. Clutch three, three yeah. but like he... I mean, what he's done in either man-to-man situations, we've seen it before. Now in the zone, he was like sort of at the top of the zone, and you're being asked to do a lot, especially as an NBA player, playing a 2-3 zone um, to scramble around and close out on three-point shooters. Everybody everybody contributing. Everything is uh, you know, obviously going well for the Miami Heat, but uh, it is funny to see an NBA team play zone defense for a good yeah. chunk of the game. They played something like 39 possessions, according to sec- Second Spectrum, which is more than any team this year. That's a lot. And surely teams noticed, too, because this will work against the Sixers. It allows you, playing zone allows you to pack the paint and try to get beat from outside. The Sixers shot only 30% from three last night. If a team is going to play zone against them, somebody's got to hit threes. Yeah, and that's 30% after they got hot in the Mm -hmm. second half. Uh, That's that's the remedy. That's That's how you have to play them, right? I mean, you just to go to to, to this, yeah, yeah, to take away Simmons' driving ability uh, and just to to clog it up a little bit and to force Joel Embiid out onto the perimeter, where uh, I don't know, it seems like you know he's 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 so talented, but just watching him out there, it's just it's just such a reduction of his talent. So that's that's where you get into the Simmons versus Embiid debate and whether the Simmons plus Embiid, I guess, debate, I should say, that those two combined. Are they great for an offense? You know, Simmons had a, a, an opportunity there at the end of the game. He brought the ball up, yeah. and uh, Kendrick Nunn, a guy who is seven inches smaller than him, just cut him off I twice. Off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and Simmons said, "I'll pick this ball up then." And now we've got the ball <laughs> with six seconds left. And what's our offense? Not good. And that's why they uh, couldn't close it out. But that's why a lot of their possessions are—they're still trying to find each other on offense, f- find their flow. And sometimes it's a one-pass, three-ball. Uh, that works, but they don't have a lot of consistent three-point shooters, and that's, I'm sure, what they're looking for on the trade market. Well, if we see the zone again against the Sixers, and I would imagine we will, because you're going to dare them to try and 
shoot the three ball and take Definitely. him beat out of the post, like you said, Tass. You gotta have to, in my opinion, put Horford in the middle. Like let Horford just take free throw jumpers or create from there. In the zone, the middle is open. You can go all the time right to the nail at the free throw line. All the time. I mean, that's why it really, truly, it's next to impossible with the talented shooters in the NBA to play a zone, like, successfully. We don't see it. That's why. I mean, yeah. it's like, these guys are too good. And you would think Horford is the guy to beat it. But 100%. Also, if he catches the ball at the free throw line, he's not going to take every single free throw no. jumper that's open. He's just going to pass it around, and then you're getting down into the shot clock, and it's going to be even tougher to get a good shot. So... A zone is going to be effective against the Sixers unless Josh Richardson really picks it up, unless Tobias Harris really picks it up. Those are the guys that are going to have to beat zones. It'll be fun to watch. Oh, uh, yeah. Other teams try and uh, try and do this against the Sixers for sure. Successful it, for the Heat there. But it is wild to see the Heat with a better record than the Philadelphia 76ers oh, yeah. at this point of the season. Good for them. Great. Really, really great for them. Great story. Um, another game, interesting game last night. The shorthanded Celtics beat the shorthanded Mavericks. Uh, Mavs without Luka, of course, missing a, another game. Due to the ankle, but Boston without Gordon Hayward and Marcus Smart, and they got it done. They their three headed monster of Kemba, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum combined for a ton of points. I mean, they were money in the fourth quarter. Twenty seven of their thirty three points was from those three guys, and Kemba was on fire in the first quarter, and they got it done. Um, an, a interesting game, not the sexiest of mm. games, uh, but you know they got a lot of points at the line as well, but. A quality win with missing two of your best players in Hayward and Marcus Smart for these young Celtics guys in, in Brown and Tatum to continue to grow and to Kemba to be like to set the tone in the first quarter and then to be the really to close the game. I mean, it was the perfect sort of bookend game from Kemba. I thought eighty-two points for Tatum, Walker, and Brown. That's that's nice. 82 points, it's tough to beat. The Mavs don't have a ton of size on the perimeter, so a guy like Jason Tatum can get into ISO and be a little bit of a problem. He was pretty good last night. You know, not a ton of assists for the Celtics. There was a lot of iso ball, but when you've got a size and talent, you can get some shots up, and if and if the the shot is on, then you're going to score. Yeah, watching this one, I I mean, of course, if Luka's playing, it's a, it's definitely different. I get that for the Mavs, but watching it, I couldn't help but think, wow, the Mavs could really truly use a guy like Andre Iguodala. Oh yeah, another wing defender because Dorian Finney-Smith. He was doing all right, whoever he was matched on at the time. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, if he was on Kemba to try and slow him, then it was Tatum you know, cooking on some of the smaller Mavericks guards, or vice versa. If he was on one of those guys, then it was Kemba cooking. Yeah, they could use another, I mean, any team could, I guess, but another strong wing defender like Iguodala, he would help. Yeah, who else is out there? I mean, Iguodala like, is the, maybe the, Coving- the name. Covington sure. Bob Covington has been, been thrown around, I guess, in some trade rumors. Yeah, they, they, they definitely need some help there. I thought yeah. Porzingis in the first half was trying to take advantage of his matchups offensively, getting to you know that spot there and just rising up over defenders, but not doing it as enough. In this situation, again, without Luka, should be like he should be demanding the ball and demanding that the offense goes through. I mean, he had an okay game, you know, 23 and 13, but in a situation where they don't have Luca and Tim Hardaway, you know he can get hot, but he can also get very cold. Yeah. They need he's some... so streaky. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's tough to watch like that <laughs> he because so he, he, believes, he believes in himself anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that, again, was, was the opportunity, I thought, for Porzingis to sort of say, look, there's no one who can really sort of get up in his face and stop him. I mean, that, that, that's... He's tends to have a matchup advantage against almost anyone in the league. But last night, especially without a guy like Marcus Smart, who obviously is small, but he's a tough defender, the Celtics were just throwing other guys at him like Ojale. And, and Porzingis has that advantage, and he, he really should have stamped his uh, authority on that game, I thought. But uh, 
Boston's a tough team. You know, they're, they're a tough team. They're well coached. And uh, getting the performance out of their three big stars is what they need. That That's their team right there. Brown, Tatum, and Kemba Walker. Yeah. And, and again, Kemba Walker uh, having having good season, finishing off the game. I mean, he, he just seems to be happier in this environment where these performances of his are actually counting towards wins. Yeah. They're not just like, oh, yeah, Kemba was great and the Hornets got beaten by 20 points. He's winning. He's playing well. The team's winning. And... Um, yeah, solid performance. Have the Celtics exceeded your expectations? Uh, met them? Below them at this point in the oh, season? They've, they've exceeded them. Have they? Yeah. I, I think the way that we looked at that team last year with Kyrie Irving there, we all looked at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and said, oh, these guys, maybe they're just not as good as we thought they were. They've come into basically their own, into a lot of their potential that people projected them to be. And as Lee said, those two guys plus Kemba Walker, it was supposed to be those two guys plus Kyrie Irving last year. We're supposed to plus, plus, plus equals very good. And that's what's happening right now. Uh, and uh, uh, frankly, I, I don't know. I think we, we just, we're just so quick to forget that these guys are mm-hmm. potentially good, very good players. And we said in, this, in their second season, nah, nah, they're not going to do it. I, and I was guilty of it too, just, just watching them. I mean, Jason Tatum has a, has a ton of potential. Jalen Brown, uh, also we said, oh, that contract extension, way too much way too much money before this season and uh he's playing into it so i, I yeah I, I think the expectations they should have probably been higher uh, but the Kyrie everything threw everybody for a loop yeah um including uh including i think the players there and jalen brown had some weird comments uh recently when he was in new york city basically saying hey it's the front office's fault it's not Kyrie irving's fault not not only the front office but the coaching staff which is what's up with that uh <laughs> you haven't heard anybody blame the coaching staff for not getting the most out of jalen brown and not being able to adapt a superstar, but that is uh, outside of the locker room. That is uh, definitely a criticism of Brad Stevens that he can't use or implement uh, a superstar into his quote college type system where everybody is sort of equal. That being said, Kemba Walker was the superstar in this game that they needed to just smoke uh, at the end of the game, and uh, yet yeah, was on fire at the beginning, and then 13 points in the fourth. Because he's awesome. Uh, and that's what Kyrie Irving was supposed to be. Hey, we'll get you to the fourth, and Kyrie Irving was supposed to be that, and now Kemba Walker was that uh, last night. Uh, and Chris Tepps, yeah, it would have been nice to see him in the, in the fourth because this team was up in every quarter yeah. by, by at least eight points. And then the fourth, um, yeah, I, I thought he would look on the other side and not see Marcus Smart there, who in their first matchup was bodying Chris Tepps Porzingis, who's a, you know, a foot taller than him. Uh, he should have had an even better game, but his numbers have been very good lately in terms of Chris Stapps. He's doing what he can, I think, uh, pretty, pretty well. He's four straight games of 20-plus points, lots of boards. But, yeah, they need another guy. I mean, if you look at any other team in the NBA and you say they've got one score like they did last night without Luka, they're not going to win a lot of basketball games. And they, they gave it a valiant effort. Well, uh Definitely get to the Thunder Grizzlies game. Uh, I know there's a little tie-in to Tweet of the Night, so we can save that one. Just some other scores last night. The Bulls, baby, <laughs> winning in overtime. Oh, <laughs> don't bury the Bulls. 110-109 over the Wizards. Can we gotta add? I was thinking about this, uh, watching the highlights and especially looking at the box score. Lowry Markkinen had 31. He has to be on the LTZO team. Oh yeah. He is 100% on that team, is he not? Like that guy that every once in a while you're like, oh damn. Yep. 30 and 10? This guy's money. And then, uh-oh, crickets uh, every, well, sometimes game to game to game to game. But, 
man, you see the flashes, and you're like, this guy's going to be a star, and then he disappears for a week or two at a time. That's exactly right. Every time I'm ready to write him off, it's a nice 31-point game, and now the Bulls are sitting just two games out (laughs) of the eighth seed. The Magic are going to blow it up. Aaron Gordon getting traded. Nick Vucevic getting traded. The Bulls are going to step in there and then probably upset the Bucks in the playoffs. Well, that's funny you said that because not only did the Bulls win, but you did have the Hornets losing in Cleveland. So that's a team that they would be in a race with, hypothetically, the Bulls, the Hornets. Same thing <laughs> with, the, sure. with the Magic, the Nuggets, you know, Jamal Murray, Kitchener's finest, uh, uh, helping Denver beat Orlando. So that's another team. Detroit, another one there. The Raptors took care of business despite the injuries to uh, Marcus All and Norm Powell. So that was a good night for the for the Boylan's Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they did it. Uh, half a second to go, they're down by two. Uh, Bonga uh, with the foul on the inbounds. Zach Levine goes and hits two free throws, and they go on to win it. I mean, and Bradley Beal. Beal had, um, yeah, I mean, you can't get a better look. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he he you had uh, a rough night, I know, but you can't not get a better look no, yeah. from a guy that scores like what twenty five plus per game. Yeah, but it feels like the workload is starting to weigh him down a little bit there in Washington, but. Uh, yeah, I mean the Wizards. How they how they lost that game is really quite remarkable. But hey, Zach Levine, practice your free throws, kids. Yeah, but uh, Galaxy Brain Boylan did kind of want to <laughs> give the game back. They, <laughs> Levine, <coughs> oh, nice, Levine nice. made <laughs> the two free throws. But Boylan said he wishes that Levine would have only gotten to take one free throw, and then the Bulls got the ball. Wouldn't have even had to go to overtime because because of the foul before it was inbounded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there was of course uh, 0.5 seconds <laughs> left on the clock, so I guess he's got a, a sick lob play drawn drawn up. Uh, put it back in the pocket gonna need it later <laughs> what a guy what a guy but big bulls win uh the other big I, I just want to say yeah. I, I like the fact that the bulls are just staying close enough hey, here baby. just staying close enough boylan's coach of the year win is still in play you wait and watch man they're gonna rise there in the eastern conference uh the other big news too from one of the games the pelicans finally got a win and the, and the Wolves are the team that give it up to them uh brandon ingram 34 points uh faber's grabbing the boards uh pelicans Finally snapped. What was it? 13 game losing streak. Right, yeah. They won by eight in Minnesota. No towns in that game, but uh, the Wolves are just not a good home team anyway. All right, we have some news here to address, guys. First one NBA All Star voting will begin Christmas Day. Fans will be able to vote for the starters through Google.com, the Google app, and Google Assistant. Hey, Google, <laughs> throw me a vote for Devin Booker. Is that what you're going to do? Is that serious? Amazing. Going to try. Uh, this season's program will also feature an enhanced voting experience through the NBA app and at NBA.com. Throughout the voting period, fans may submit one full ballot each day. So I just wanted to bring this up because the news broke yesterday. But I think tomorrow on Friday's show, our final daily show before we take the Christmas break, uh, we will have shows throughout the Christmas break. Don't you worry about that. Got some specials in store. But... The final daily show, maybe we we make our all-star starters picks tomorrow. Now, generally, there's not a ton of debate when it mm-hmm. comes to the starters. You know, we get it, it's when we start picking the reserves. I don't think we need to do that yet, but still always fun to sort of, like, look at the landscape and go, all right, who's going to be there with your Giannis and your LeBrons and stuff like that? Who's deserving? Ooh, tipping your hand a little there. Well, I mean... <laughs> Are they going with Giannis and LeBron? Are they going to be? I'm just curious. Will they be the captains again, or is there any way Luca Mania can can snag it from LeBron? I guess I, I don't know. I don't think that's possible with the way the Lakers are playing. Yeah, and yeah. Still being LeBron, you're 17, and he's like an MVP candidate. I don't think that's going to happen. I think yeah. it's going to be LeBron and Giannis again. But we can talk about it tomorrow, I guess. Oh yeah, we'll make our picks. 
Next piece of news here. According to Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes, Hawks coach Lloyd Pierce is not currently in danger of losing his job despite ATL's rough start. The Hawks are 6-22, and and there has been some turmoil as teammates have complained to each other about selfishness. That said, Johns Collins is set to return next week from his 25-game suspension, and Haynes reported that if the Hawks continue to struggle when JC returns, then the pressure on Pierce will ramp up. I just thought this was a, a fascinating headline. Like, Pierce is not currently in danger of losing his job, but when you get a headline like that, that sort of means you are in danger of <laughs> yes. losing your job. Otherwise, those headlines just don't exist. We don't see, uh, you know, every third day, uh, Greg Popovich not in danger of losing his job. <laughs> well, because there's a reason. He's not. But, you know, again, you see this with uh, with Lloyd Pierce. You might be in danger. And now it's up to John Collins to, uh, I guess, save his job. Hey, yeah. no pressure, John. I wish the Hawks played on Christmas Day. So JC comes back. He's born that day. And then they fly out of the gate. And the Hawks are reborn. But uh, maybe, they, maybe they have a game on Easter. That he, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, when when is that cutoff point for uh, yeah. for the article to just switch the word or just take out the word? He's not in trouble. He's in trouble. Yeah. When is it next week? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I think I don't think he. I don't think he'll be in trouble all season. Myself, wow. but I don't know. I mean, I know we didn't expect maybe the Hawks to uh, be challenging for the East Finals spot or something like that, but I don't think six and twenty-two is in mind either. Getting whacked no. by the Knicks. That yeah, that was the low point. And, and and all of this stuff of like obviously Trey Young frustrated. These guys, I guess, talking about you know maybe guys are playing selfish uh, basketball out there. You know, also the quote: "A true vocal leader who commands the respect of his peers is missing from the roster." That was mm-hmm. in Haynes' report. That's a little eye-opening. Um, you know, you got Vince there, but yeah. I guess I guess you're you're. It's you not got like Evan Turner, and, yeah. But both are guys who are not really contributing. Yeah. I mean, Vince is getting minutes. Turner's not even really getting no. minutes. So what? I mean, Vince, maybe you're not buying into it as much since he's been around for as long, and Evan Turner probably just is not feeling empowered to come in and tell no. these guys, here's what you got to do. No. I mean, take it from me, the guy who's just sitting here. <laughs> I will say, Vince's last game in Madison Square Garden a couple nights ago. That's going to be his final game. Him going for 15 points, four threes. That's like going for 50, you know, for a 25-year-old. Like for a 42-year-old, <laughs> right. I mean, if it was, you know, Kyrie Irving going to the garden and scoring, that's like 50 for Kyrie Irving to me. But that's um, it's a bad situation, it, man. But, again, that quote is I – I read it and I go, well, what does that mean? They don't, they don't respect uh, – the other Hawks players don't really respect Trey Young? as a, a leader of this team and like what John Collins is more of that guy is that's I'm reading into it I guess maybe maybe he is he I mean Trey's not media a vocal day, guy yeah. yeah exactly Collins felt like the vocal leader yeah, in media day he was really that. you know really talking him up and not the team up and the ways they improved and how he himself had improved over the summer and how he was going to be a defensive leader for this team so maybe him going out for a huge chunk of time at kind of the worst possible time set him back and yeah. I mean I don't know. I I can't imagine that Trey Young is a bad leader, but maybe it's more just like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And it's uh, he clearly seems to be getting frustrated. But uh, I think it's another two games that Collins is going to miss. So yep. yeah. December twenty third at the Cleveland Cavaliers, JC is back. Nice. That's a win. That should be a win. Oh. You got to win that one. <laughs> 
Got to win that to at least maybe save uh, Coach Pierce's job. And for then sure. soon you're the Bulls. Like you're a couple games back <laughs> in the playoffs, right? Just a couple wins. All Not you that... need is a good week. The Bulls have got won three of their last five and lost the three previous to that, but somehow they're in the playoff mix. <laughs> Ringing endorsement. With a Sooner perfect lob play in their pockets. That's right. They saved it. Uh, final piece of news here. According to the Utah Jazz, Mike Conley re-injured his left hamstring. During Tuesday's game against Magic, uh, he, he came back and then he had to leave. Um, he's going to miss multiple games. He will be reevaluated during the team's upcoming three-game road trip, but you had obviously a pretty plugged-in reporter saying it's going to possibly be weeks here. Um, can, uh, can the Jazz survive here once again with O'Conley? I know he missed some time already. Missed like basically a week and a half. That's a big-time scary situation, though, because a guy comes back and he just – comes off the floor and says, I'm injured for a guy who's missed a good amount of games in his career. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is uh, this is spooky time mm. uh, for that trade that they made. If he can't play, if, if they can't find a flow with this team, you know, going, getting close to the midway point of the season, and it seems like he won't be back, you know, I, I'd guess around then. I mean, it's 27 games uh, that they've played so far. It just doesn't bode well for the chemistry on this team hmm. um, and uh, and Conley in, in general. But, you know, you'd still expect him at 32 years of age to not fall off a cliff, so maybe he can find that groove again. Yeah, it's he is averaging near career lows, I mean, across the board. 13.2 points per game. He's shooting 36.5%. Sis are way down, 4.6. Very little defense even. Got used to sort of get you steals here and there, 0.7. He just has struggled, <laughs> for whatever reason, mm-hmm. to adjust to the Jazz system uh, or just doesn't have the shot falling. And, yeah, now he's got the this tight hamstring, and he'll be gone. But Joe Ingles has – he's improved. I mean, he was brutal at the beginning of the year, too. He has improved sort of stepping in, starting there, and being that, that sort of second playmaker, uh, ball handler with Mitchell. So maybe it works out. Yeah, that, I think that's when he and the Jazz are at their best when he yeah. is that secondary – player because he can create he's not super fast but he's smart with the ball he makes good passes and he can hit a shot but that has been what he's been struggling to do this season yeah but I also just wonder with Conley because we know he hasn't uh, slotted in there too smoothly he's playing with Donovan Mitchell who's you know not a true shooting guard not a true point guard and so that's probably uh, as, as taking as much time to adjust as anything else and now he's going to be out for another couple of weeks so it's going to set them back but Conley is a, is a vet he's been to the playoffs he knows how to adjust he knows how to step up in uh, big moment so I think there's still you know still reason for hope and optimism there in Utah but uh, it certainly hasn't gotten off to the start they would have liked so but but that that is if you look at Utah they've also struggled as well so maybe um, you know Conley's sort of taking a bit of the brunt of it here but the Jazz they, they actually look like they're starting to get it together a little I, bit I agree with that and again Ingles in those last three wins against yeah. mini Golden State in Orlando okay that's who they're playing but Ingles averaging 17 points per game shooting 61 percent from the floor Basically the exact same from three mm. on a lot of attempts, and uh, you know contributing on the glass and as a playmaker five assists a game. Talking too. a little trash out there too. Maybe yeah. he's like Joel Embiid, you know, the mojo. Yeah, yeah. He's be a little more silly. Exactly, or or a little, you know, he, a he barking needs, at yeah, guys. Yeah, he likes to get into it. Remember that series against the uh, Thunder with Paul George? He loved that. He loved it, Joey. Well, what do you think the so reason is? is what, you like that? You like that as an Aussie? Out on yeah, the court? Well, Joey, yeah, yeah. He's great because I think a lot of people look at him and think, this guy's an NBA player, you know? He looks like he just got out of bed and then he goes out and lights you up for 30. But Lee can't talk trash because he's got a mouth guard. <laughs> yeah. No one knows what he's you saying. Actually are, yeah, you're fairly quiet, I would say, yeah, on yeah. the court. Yeah. You let the game do the speaker. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Try to. All right. Yeah. Lee's always taking his mouth guard out to say, sorry, I missed I that layup. Hey, mouth guard technology has advanced, though, over the years, which is great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean? You can talk with a mouth guard? Well, yeah, you get better at that. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, if, if you get one that's too thick, mine is a little thick at the moment, right. the one that I use, but you can get them thinner so that it doesn't quite uh, mm-hmm. impede the tongue movement too much. <laughs> you say you're getting better speaking with it, but I know you're not out playing pickup ball a lot, so you're just uh, rocking the mouth guard at home <laughs> with the boys. Things get a little rough when you're yeah. building Lego. I tell, you, I tell you, with the two boys in the house, it does get a little bit rough. You might need it. Yeah, a little bit of blood anyone, gets built. Uh, uh, any of the boys lost a tooth yet? Uh, yes, you know, yes, jostling yes. around? Yeah, y- yeah one of them. Uh, it, well, it was a little bit wiggly, and he had a clash of heads. The seven-year-old with his uh, with a girlfriend of his, and uh, boom, the tooth came out. Boom. Yeah. Incredible. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. How much is a uh, tooth going for it nowadays? Oh well, it depends on what you've got in the house. Okay. Really, because if it comes out and you you know late at night, you weren't expecting it, then you got to just uh, go to you know go to your wife. Do you have any cash? We don't have a lot of cash in our house. Yeah, so right. Just leave the, your debit card. Yeah, yeah. Right, so to leave his cash tag underneath yeah. the, the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he he left a note, I think, for the tooth fairy last time that he he wanted a Lego. He said, uh, "Money Lego? is nice. Money is nice, but I'll take a Lego, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like should have just, just put one brick of Lego <laughs> but, he, but he was like just a cheap one like seven ninety nine or something oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That all? Yeah. yeah 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 you know one of the smaller sets that's fine just throw it under there yeah I, I've heard uh, inflation's gone up like yeah. crazy on the, t- on the yeah. tooth under the pillow I mean what I don't remember like I feel like we were getting quarters maybe. definitely yeah quarter was a lot I guess at the time <laughs> back in my day tooth was worth a quarter <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that's the thing. You could sell these teeth on the black market now. So much easier to move them. You had to know somebody who needed a baby tooth back in the day, but now you just hop on Tooth Bay, anybody will buy it. I feel like I I got a loon once once in a while. A a loony, a a Canadian dollar, the dollar coin. I mean, how old were you when you, yeah. Um, The the loony came out in 85, I thought he was going to say like 18 Uh, or something. Yeah, 85 or 88? 85 the loony came out? Or was it 89 it was in the or 90? That seems early to me, but... Yeah, I, th- I was thinking 89, but that seems late. <laughs> so we look that up. 87. Oh. 1987. And then right, when yeah, did so the toonie was... follow? Oh, Because it didn't come uh, out together. No. That was... That, I thought that was... Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. For those that don't know what we're talking about, I mean, Tess was slipping it in there. The loony, the $1 coin in Canada, and then after that, they brought out the toonie to get rid of the $2 bill, and it was a $2 coin. You have a lot of change when you're in Canada. Oh. I don't. I don't miss that. Uh, I miss Canada, but I don't miss. What you that. prefer a lot of uh, like a wallet full of ones? Honestly, yeah. Oh, I don't. No way. I love the change. <laughs> yeah, I prefer the coins. No. What? Yeah. No wonder your pants are so baggy. They're like, <laughs> full of coins. So much more satisfying to put into a tip jar. You know, like cling, ling, You know. Okay, I'll give you that. That's nice. But the the coin actually in this country though isn't used at all. Really, is it the one dollar coin? Really. Yeah. I mean, you see occasionally one pop up, but. There's a dollar coin in yeah. there. Oh, yeah. I, I pocket that whenever I get it. Yeah. Oh, it's just... I do have a, a the $2 bill. I have a $2 American bill really? that popped up. Yeah. I was like, what? This is a thing? <laughs> it's the, the greatest racket because for some reason, if you get a $2 bill, you're like, I'm keeping this forever. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why are you keeping a <laughs> $2 bill forever? <laughs> just because it's it. rare? Like, it would feel so strange to, like, go to a CVS and buy something and use a $2 bill. They would look at you like you're crazy. 
I'll, hey, if you what? find one, I'll buy it off you. I'd love to keep it. It'll cost you four bucks, though. No problem. You would, Worth it. Okay. Worth that sentimental value. It would go really nicely with my dollar coin in my drawer. All right, let's uh, get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet of Slipped it in there a little bit earlier, Skeets. Another huge comeback win for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who came back to win last night after trailing by 24 points the game after they won a game after trailing by 26 points. Mm -hmm. Pretty crazy. But that's not maybe not even the most important story of the night involving the Thunder because they showed up to the game, everybody wearing custom-tailored suits bought by Chris Paul. You know their dress shirts were tucked in. <laughs> that means Steven Adams was wearing a suit, and Royce Young of ESPN was, of course, on the scene, and he had to follow up with Steven Adams about wearing a suit. So here's a few tweets about Steven Adams wearing a suit. Royce Young asked Steven Adams the last time he wore pants, not including sweatpants, and he said, probably draft night. But then he corrected himself to say he wore pants at Westbrook's Oklahoma <laughs> Hall of Fame induction, though. They had a huge hole in them. <laughs> Adams continued. He said getting dressed up kind of screwed him up because he didn't anticipate how much time it takes. I didn't realize how much time it takes to put on all that shit. It's a lot longer than I'm used to. A lot of buttons, a lot of weird little things. He was wearing a hat. He bought it because he was watching Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. <laughs> it looks good. So he says, I picked out the hat. So if there's any good articles about the hat, that was all me. Full credit to me. It looks beautiful. The hat with his long flowing locks. Very cool. But the best line and the final tweet, the true tweet of the night, Royce asked Stephen Adams the next time he sees himself wearing a suit. Probably my funeral, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so good. What a guy. Yeah. He's As Royce hilarious. said, even if he does nothing else in his tenure in OKC, getting Steven Adams in a tailored suit awards Chris <laughs> Paul legendary status. I cannot disagree. They look great. Yeah, he said the hat was his touch, Adams' touch. Were the shoes his touch, too? Or did Chris Paul also supply footwear <laughs> Okay, with so the custom tailored suits? I would guess that Chris Paul supplied the footwear. Wow. I don't know for sure, but Chris Paul's shoes look exactly like Stephen okay. Adams' shoes. Okay. Look exactly like Shea Gilgis' okay. shoes. Some so guys probably. are wearing like a sneaker, but yeah, I would imagine that Stephen Adams is pulling a Lee Ellis. Oh, you gave me this? I'll wear it. <laughs> why not? I wonder why they chose for a Wednesday night though. You know, against the Grizz. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, yeah. That's you know. a great question. Did you guys want to do? Uh... They have more home games coming up too. This is a. Mm. Second game of a five-game homestand. Interesting choice. Interesting I do choice. think they did suit uh, day better, Chris Paul and the Thunder. They did it better than, uh, was it LeBron and the short Cavs? Suits. The short suits? Yeah. This was, this was executed. Far mm -hmm. more traditional better. suits. Uh, the yeah. blue pinstripes. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. When, when Stephen Adams said, you know, last time he wore a suit to Chris Paul's, uh, to Russell Westbrook's uh, induction, Hall of Fame induction in Oklahoma, and he, he had a big hole in it, where do you think the hole was? Because, I mean, it wouldn't be around the crotch area, I wouldn't think. Well, it's going to be one of two spots, probably, the crotch area or the knee area, yeah. I assume. I'd love to see it. I'd just love to see if you put those. Uh, you got a big hole in it. Yeah, it's all right, mate. That's yeah, all right. <laughs> I, did, I loved uh, this part when he said, this is Adams. It's a three-piece suit, which means more buttons. But it's all pre-made Italian stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> this guy is so it's all pre-made Italian <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, good huh. stuff. And yeah, what a crazy comeback. I mean, this is the uh, per per Elias. This is the the Thunder, the first team in the last twenty seasons to overcome a twenty-four point deficit in back-to-back -back games. 
that's uh, that's something else. Though I will say this one, this was a lot more to me the Grizzlies giving the game back yeah. to the Thunder mm-hmm. than it was maybe the Thunder grabbing it and like clawing their way into it. Like, first off, that lead was gone in a goddamn instant. It was so so quick. They like I think the Thunder took the lead like with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. That's yeah. how like quickly yeah. they got back. It wasn't like in the final minute they had finally tied it up or something like that. They had it handily. Um, and outside of Brandon Clark, who had a great game for the Grizzlies in the second half, he was the only guy, only guy really doing anything. A lot of them were just off misses too, um, trying to clean up the uh, the offensive boards. And yeah, it was a rough, rough Grizzlies loss, uh, especially when we're getting so excited for them. Looked like they had another one in the bag. <laughs> and uh, no, no, Thunder, huge comeback. Do you guys want to do? Um, you want to do suit day here in the new year, twenty twenty? Pick a day, do suit day. Sure. Be great, uh, great social. Uh, social yeah, media you're content. right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. JD, uh, you know, yeah, suit day? I'll, uh, I'll get a, I'll buy a suit and, uh, <laughs> and I'll be here. When's the last time you wore a suit, JD? Oh, my God. Russell Westbrook's uh. Hall of Fame induction? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, um, uh, when did I? We went to the uh, NBA Awards. Yeah. The last time I wore a suit. Nice. And so, I was a rental. <laughs> I was, uh, I was a black, uh, uh, black, black, socks. black socks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll rent a suit for the Dress for Success Day here at uh, No Dunks Inc. What year was that? That NBA Awards? 2017. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's been a while. Yeah. All right, we're doing suit day yeah, in 2020. I need a suit. Okay, let's get to the pick'em results presented by Cash App. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that Red Panda would still be the number one halftime act in the NBA in 2019. But Cash App does way more than that. Cash App also comes with a cash card, a free debit card that comes with boosts, not boosts, boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. Boosts are discounts at places where you use your cash card and you get a certain percentage or dollar amount off based on the merchant. We're also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you receive 10 bucks, but Cash App will also donate 10 bucks to the ACLU. Don't forget promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. You think Red Panda is still number one? No. What about Scoops? Yeah, yeah. Scoops. Christian is yeah. Scooby. Yeah. Oh, wait. I thought you said that Red Panda was the number one. In your ad read there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying if you think she oh, was still the yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah, you're right. right yeah, right, 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 which is like not. A, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're agreeing. Yeah. She's great. She was a but legend. She's, she's Michael Jordan, Washington Wizards right now. <laughs> you know, I saw a close wow. up. Close <laughs> up. I haven't seen her actually for Jordan a while. had a 40 point game yeah, as a Wizards shot. Mm-hmm. No, but I haven't, I haven't actually seen her for a while. So she's maybe around. she's there. Yeah, but I saw her a few nights ago. For a while, though, she was only being seen when she was messing up. Yeah. So maybe she's back on track. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she'll maybe. bounce back. Twenty twenty. I saw a close up of the Bulls though. They're not ceramic. Yeah. <laughs> the, they're they're plastic. Yeah, they... yeah. Definitely not ceramic. Fiberglass. <laughs> they can't. I don't even know if they can break. Yeah. I mean, it's just... they probably can't. I guess. No. Yeah. That can't. would that would be lousy. Yeah. You can't have a broken bowl, bowl on the floor during the game. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it just seems so lame. I love her. Maybe she that's why retired. she's slacking. Maybe she's like. Who cares if I drop these? I know they're not going to break. Give yeah. her some ceramic bowls, and I guarantee, bing, 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 <laughs> they're all landing. Wow. It's not the same. Wednesday night, pick them results. It was that Celtics-Mavericks game. Celtics were favored by two and a half on the road. Tass and I took Boston, and they got it done. They won by six. 
So that's a win for Tass and I, Trey and Lee, with the X's beside their names. We got a nice little race here in December for our pick'em. We got Lee still leading the way at 8-5, though Tass now tied with him at 8-5. I have leaped Trey Kirby. I'm 6-7, Trey 5-8. Woo! What's tonight's game? The granddaddy of them all. The Lakers and the Bucks meeting tonight. Two 24 and four teams meeting in Milwaukee, the first of the TNT doubleheader. So we, the second time in NBA history, two teams with four or less wins meeting this late in the season. The first time, Lee's rubbing his chin. Can you remember? This is, I mean, how can you remember this? It's, it's a, it's a Bulls. No. No. Warriors. No, it wasn't the Bulls for some reason. Warriors? Warriors, no. No. What's the cue? Lakers. This late in the season, Celt two teams with four or less wins. Celt Celtics? Meeting. No. no. Lakers. No. Wow. What, Lakers, what is Celtics it? Christmas it? Day. Interesting. Uh, Dallas Mavericks? No. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe he'll get there. Uh, Boston? No. Uh, uh, San Antonio? No. Denver? No. Okay, just tell us, no. Memphis? No. Atlanta? No. Cleveland? No. New York? I'd rather no. hear you call Flem no. than this. No. <laughs> no. 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 Sonics and the Rockets, oh, 1993. I was just about to oh, say that. Would have never gotten to the Sonics. No, I was just about to say it. Maybe the Rockets. Yeah. They still play. Uh, tonight, the Lakers visit the Bucks. It's minus five and a half for the Milwaukee Bucks. Give me the Bucks, baby. I'll jump right in there. I'm not overthinking it. Give me that big-ass Bucks statement win. Some cream City all over your face. I don't know if they're Davis's wearing Davis' status tonight, do we? Yeah, yeah they don't no, know. I think he's still unsure. Yeah, I, I believe he's still uh, questionable. AD is. But I'll take Bucks to win by six more. That's a, uh, that's a big one. That's a really well, big one. I'll go Lakers. Okay. I think. Okay. Could be a close one. <laughs> I'll take the Bucks. It's tough. It's tough. It appears there are going to be four days of picking games left. Right. Is this the day to swerve? Or is this the day to curve? Give me the Bucks. Um, I can't right. pick the Lakers again right. and not have Anthony Davis play. So, Lee, you're the only one with the Lakers mm -hmm. to cover. Um, everybody else taking the Bucks. Got to win by six or more. Good luck. All right, that's it for us here on Thursday. Remember, we're giving away $12,000 later this afternoon, thanks to our friends at Cash App. Got the No Dunks Dunk Contest. And then the puns. Hashtag Cash App. Hashtag No Dunks Contest. Hashtag Holiday NBA Puns. Get creative with your holiday puns, and uh, you could win a little $100 just for firing off a tweet for crying out loud. Don't get better than that. Got to be a U.S. resident. Got to be 18 years or older. Got to have that cash app to have your cash tag to get the dang money. So make sure you do that. Also, don't forget to go back and check out a really fun podcast we did on Wednesday with comedian Amir Blumenfeld from Jake and Amir fame. Had a lot of fun, that one. Uh, that one's up. Posted on Wednesday. It's the one-on-one -on -one podcast with Amir, so go check that out. Talked about his Lakers phantom. You know he's going to be watching Lakers Bucks tonight. He's going to be cheering with Lee Ellis for that cover. And he's a gambler, too. Probably have like 10 Gs on that game. <laughs> Got a bit of a gambling problem, we learned. <laughs> Three quarters of a Bitcoin, even. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And also, the day before that, we did go beach stepping. That is uh, such an evergreen podcast that you can listen to at any time, answering your questions that you send in through emails and through Twitter. So go check those out, and otherwise, we will see you tomorrow. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, the Sonics were once a team in the NBA. Will they come back? Probably. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.